Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Service members are one step closer to a 2.6% increase in pay next year. The House passes the final version of the Defense Authorization Bill. The bill also makes vast reforms to the military promotion system and directs the Defense Department to find ways to cut forth estate spending. The Senate is expected to take up the bill in August. One senator is optimistic Congress will actually get its budget work done in time for the start of fiscal 2019. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. It would be a first in recent memory, but Virginia Democrat Tim Kaine says there's a good chance of appropriations before October 1st. Kaine says they're moving quickly in a way Congress hasn't in a while. He credits the two-year budget agreement hammered out back in March. Kaine says he believes President Trump will sign what Congress sends him. I'm Tom Temin. The Army spent $78 million in Afghanistan on a contract it's not sure was ever fulfilled. A DOD Inspector General report finds poor oversight left the Army unsure if it got proper services on maintenance of vehicles and weapons. The Army originally awarded the contract to AC First LLC in 2016. The Defense Department is sticking with a controversial winner-take-all approach to its multi-billion dollar contract for cloud computing services. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has details. In a final request for proposals, the Pentagon confirmed it will make just one award for the so-called JEDI contract, which is worth up to $10 billion over up to 10 years. Some contractors and industry groups have warned that DOD was limiting competition and access to innovation by going the single award route, but defense officials say they need a single contract to pursue an enterprise approach to cloud adoption. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Office of Personnel Management is advancing its plans to move its fee-for-service HR solutions office out of the agency and to the General Services Administration. Both agencies formed task forces to review the move. OPM Director Jeff Pond says moving retirement and health services to GSA may happen later in 2021 or 2022. They say the move can happen administratively without congressional approval. Both agencies are studying if they need congressional help to enact other reorganization proposals. The number of employees working at GSA's headquarters building will grow by 1,000 over the next year. Administrator Emily Murphy tells staff that GSA will be consolidating its National Capital Region office into its main building on F Street Northwest in D.C. Murphy says the primary drivers of this relocation are the potential for significant cost savings and the need to maximize the space in two valuable federal assets. A bipartisan pair of lawmakers look to revive the IRS's oversight board. Senators Rob Portman and Ben Cardin introduced the Protecting Taxpayers Act to streamline the way the board brings on new members. It suspended operations in 2015 after it lacked enough members to reach a quorum. The bill would also give the board more authority over agency management issues. National taxpayer advocate Nina Olson says the board has often clashed with agency leadership. The cloud security process known as FedRAMP is getting renewed congressional attention. Frustrated by a lack of agency buy-in, poor metrics, and duplicative processes, Congressman Jerry Conley is taking action to improve the lengthy and costly authorization requirements for cloud service providers. The Virginia Democrat introduces the Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program, or FedRAMP, Reform Act. The bill would streamline the current FedRAMP process, address agency compliance issues, and establish new metrics for implementation. GSA and OMB also would have to submit a report to Congress on the program's challenges and progress. I'm Jason Miller. Less than two years out from the start of the 2020 population count, the Census Bureau has improved its scheduling for two major components of the project. The Government Accountability Office finds the agency made positive changes to its coordination of address canvassing and following up with households that did not respond to the census since its last audit in 2013. The Census Bureau gave members of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee an update on its IT systems in a closed-door briefing last week. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on podcast one or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.